This podcast is sponsored by Now Alchemy, an amazing company that is changing the way we look at health and wellness. Now Alchemy is using uh, monatomic gold and Ormus, which is sourced from two ocean sources, the Dead Sea and the Himalayan Sea. Ormus is a powerful combination, a liquid known as the golden food for the gods. And in ancient Egyptian times, it was known as the light elixir. This energy not only shifts and brings back the dimensions of your body, but allows your entire light body to expand. Any particle breakdown inside of your system becomes repaired. It opens up your third eye, increases manifestation potential, balances the left and right hemisphere of your brain, and increases brain capacity. And that's not the best part of it. The very best part of it is actually enhancing your shamanic abilities, such as increased dream lucidity, being able to feel the energies that are around you, and being able to balance both your chakras and your internal and external Internal world increases your human biomagnetic sheath, known as your aura, and relieves stress and anxiety. Now, this is something you have to try. So go ahead and check out Now Alchemy, a sponsor of the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Thank you and enjoy the show. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years, and with those stories came the emotional spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, beautiful tribe. This is Ancient Wisdom Today, and I am so happy to bring on the most spectacular, most vibrant, powerful, amazing queen. And when I say queen, I mean literally when you think of queen with flowers being thrown at the feet, when you're talking about crown upon the head and it's just wisdom coming through all the time and the regalness, this is what I'm talking about. When I'm speaking about the amazing Ajna Sarah, who is here with us on this amazing show today, you all have to really take Take a deep breath for what is about to happen because I am so excited and thrilled to have her here on Ancient Wisdom today. And everyone, I want you to know that if you have pens and paper, it's time to get that out. I know you're going to have to listen to this over and over because when this queen speaks, your ears and your heart and your being and everything is going to get lit up. And you know how I talk about getting on that lit train when I'm talking about staying in fire and passion and keeping that energy burning and always living in that space of truth and authenticity and living to the highest excellence of your being. Well, this is what I'm talking about because this is what this divine goddess brings. Ajna, thank you for being on the show today. Blessings, blessings, shaman. I merely reflect. And I thank you for being such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful reflection of me as I reflect into you and we give source energy together. Um, Blessings, tribe. (laughs) I am Reagan, Reagan Gilmore, also known as Ajna Sarah, and it is my pleasure to share time with you. Thank you so much for having me. So I just want to I just want to go right into it because you are so amazing and powerful. I've heard you speak. I came across you and I knew that I meant to be in your life. And I don't say that lightly. And everyone in the tribe knows that anyone that I connect with on that level is someone who has got the most powerful energy to pull me in to recognize and see the beauty and wonder and awe and the splendor and the joy and the opulence and the grace that you represent. And so I just want to go right into it with what what was the turning point into becoming you? Well, you know, I've been on this journey um, of genuine spiritual practice for approximately 15 years. I've been taking it seriously for about eight. What led me to this place is just um, being tired, being tired of feeling like I had to live up to the expectations of everybody else around me while I suffered in misery. My, my earthly vessel, my avatar had become more of a prison than a sanctuary. So that's was, that was my turning point, Shaman, um, when I realized that, hey, it's time for you to consider some avenues where you can truly manifest some tranquility. Now, what is it? What is tranquility? What is happiness? What is peace? What does it mean for you? So that was my pivotal place in my journey. 
That's beautiful. And I, and I love that. And I love uh, the whole idea of really taking that introspection into yourself and asking yourself, what is peace? What is tranquility? Because I think we do need to ask those questions. I think we need to ask those questions daily. Mm-hmm. Are we in peace? Are we in tranquility? And so when you came into this point, what was the feeling that you had that you wanted to bring out to the world by being you? I just wanted people to know that they are divinely created in authenticity, in love, in light, and in truth. And anything that is telling you that you are anything other than that is the enemy. Mm, That's powerful. That's amazing, actually, because it's true. And I think that what happens so much in life is that a lot of people don't have that discernment Mm -hmm. of knowing what is the enemy to their being. Mm -hmm. And they actually just continue to allow that energy to come in. And it could be anything from the environment or just the life that they're living. How do you interpret the enemy when you say the enemy? What is that? How does someone interpret that in their life? Anything that brings the vibration lower than the desire frequency. So if you desire to manifest whatever happiness is to you, because happiness is not a universal concept. It's not a one size fits all. Peace is not a one size fits all. Hell is not a one size fits all. You know, a person could have arachnophobia and they could be terribly, you know, definitely afraid of spiders and that could be held to them. Me personally, I like the furry friends with a lot of legs. So, you know, it's all depending upon what your interpretation is. So when I was finding my peace or my healing place, I had to know know who and what the enemy was. And so often it was the voice in my head that were the voices of everybody else that told me I couldn't. And the subconscious kind of became a storehouse for negativity. So I literally had to go through a process of brainwashing and becoming clean so I can unlearn and relearn. Mm. And how does someone um, become clean? I know for myself, uh, for me, becoming clean is removing my attachment and my emotional attachment to things and just living presently in my heart and letting mm-hmm. myself kind of just be in a very liquid state of just moving through life like liquid. Yeah. What, what is your, how, what, what would be something you would tell the tribe on how to become clean? I would initially say, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the soul shower. And that's what I call tears. You know, there's some stains on the soul that only pain can remove. So we cry to get clean. So I would tell you first in your truth, be cemented in your truth and then embrace your tears. And that is the first washing or the first spiritual cleansing process. So, so many of us, um, I get in contact with so many clients, so many people who seek my services that tell me I haven't cried in years. I haven't released in months. I haven't, I haven't allowed myself to be free within my spirit that my body releases toxins through tears. And I'm thinking, well, how would you feel if you never urinated? Like there are certain things that build up and they have to have a climactic release. It's it's very orgasmic. Tears can be a very, very sensual process and they don't always have to be sad. So many people think tears and they think sadness when in all actuality, I've cried the most tears within the last eight years of my life from sheer happiness. That is so powerful what you just said. And, you know, can you say that again? What is it called? Soul shower? A soul shower. Wow. And that is just the process of you allowing whatever it is to be released. And sometimes it comes out of your eyes in the form of salt equity. You know, so many people don't take into consideration that universal currency is held by way of salt. So if there's something that you're positioning creation for, you will pay in salt, whether it be the salt of your tears or the salt of your sweat or the salt of your blood, Mm. you will pay in salt. Ashe. So. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So, you know, for me, I always tell people to uh, just make a date to to be able to just sit at the edge of their bed, you know, just get into some comfortable clothes. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I do for myself. I'll get a bucket. I'll get some uh, some tissue and I'll just spend a whole day crying oh, wow. for the suffering of all the things that I've experienced, crying for all the suffering of people, crying for the earth, crying for everything. And I, I make that day my cry day. So I'll start it and I'll just go throughout the whole day. I'll make sure my food is set up and prepared so that way I can step into that place of really cleansing myself. And it's interesting because in shamanism, 
and tribal culture, um, crying was a part of the growth of the tribe. And so some of the warriors that had to go out, they would cry before they went into battle or they would cry before they had to go hunt or they would cry before they had to go and to do something that was for them, like a walkabout or anything that was taking them into their manhood or taking the women into a place where they needed to heal in the tribe. And there are ceremonies in a lot of tribal cultures where they would just sit and cry Mm. and they would do cry ceremonies. And it's very powerful. And I feel like a lot of times what happens is people, uh, for, you know, get into this place where they think that crying is weakness. Mm. What would you say to those people? I would tell the people who believe that crying is a weakness to consider, because these are only suggestions. I would love for you to consider no longer allowing the stigma of society to handicap your release. Mm. Yes. Free yourself. It's so amazing when we talk about the battle cry. My youngest youngest son in the home, Jaren, his name is Jaren, which means cry of rejoicing in Swahili. Mm. So, um, yeah, I've been on this path of embracing the soul shower. And I literally mean that, you know, tribe, there are some stains on the soul that only pain can remove. So you wonder why things hurt so badly. Sometimes life will position you to hurt you enough for you to finally let go. Sometimes we only hurt enough to complain. We don't hurt enough to do something. For so many people, when we finally reach that place of tears, we're ready to do something. And so in that moment, when you decide that you are ready to participate in your own rescue, it may come with the washing of tears. Poetic, beautiful, and just completely um, life-empowering. Truly, truly. And, you know, you mentioned once, and I wanted to go back to it because there's one time that I was listening to you speak and what I loved about something that you said, it was so poignant and so clear and so deep and so profound was about the scars. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about the scars being um, the scars of the body and then the scars. Can you, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was about the fact that you were saying that, you know, if you have scars on the outside, those are your scars that you have on the outside, but there's wounds and mm-hmm. the difference between a scar and a wound. Absolutely. Can you tell the tribe what all about that? Yes, tribe. So what I encourage my personal um network or my personal healing place family is I encourage us all to flaunt our scars, but protect and to heal our wounds. And so often we get it confused and your scars are left with you to remind you of what you lived through. So many of us are embarrassed by the way that we survived and it causes us to be embarrassed by the scars that are left behind to remind us of whatsoever circumstance we have survived through. But when we permit ourselves to live life, then we embrace the survival. In embracing embracing of the survival, we embrace the scars because they remind us of our power. They remind us of the seat of our strength. Now, it's dangerous, and I do mean this in every level of the word danger. It's so dangerous for you to flaunt your wounds the parts of you that are still healing, the parts of you that are still recovering, the parts of you that you are still discovering. Because all we do when we when we introduce our wounds to the atmosphere, we subject ourselves to more harm. So I say protect your wounds. Protect your wounds with the tribe that loves you, with people that understand you, with people who are non-judgmental, with people who will deal with you in love and truth, in a loving truth, in a truth cemented in love and healed together. But as far as the scars are concerned, they are your badge of honor. Flaunt them for the world. Mm, I love that. I love that. And, you know, I have a lot of scars and the tribe knows I have a lot of scars from, you know, the things that I've gone through in my life. And I used to be embarrassed with my scars because mm-hmm. I, I have so many of them. And, you know, a friend of mine, um, you know, had me over her house and she just started kissing my scars. And she was, I'm just going to kiss your scars because I want you to know that these scars mm-hmm. are the markings that you 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 have to become who you are as Shaman Durek. And so, you know, I really encourage you, tribe, to, to honor those scars mm-hmm. and, and see them as those badges of honor. Um, Aja, what is your, what is the blind spot in society that you see today? We lack love. 
on a genuine level. Um, everybody has their version of love, but they forget that the universal concept of love is connection without attachment. And so many people begin to attach selfishly in the name of what they believe to be love and they are not connected. And so when you feel that the individual that you desire or the situation that you desire to attach yourself to doesn't want to be attached to you, then it causes us to move into activities of self-hate. And when we hate ourselves, it reflects into the world around us. And we do these subconscious behaviors to destroy the beauty around us because we don't feel beautiful within ourselves. So what I would say is the society at this hour is lacking genuine connection. And the connection of of authenticity can only be birthed properly through love. And what what would be something that you would say for us to be able to get back into that space so that we can create global love and community love mm-hmm. and with ourselves and with everyone around us? I would say you. I would say you. Um, I have a mission to actually actively manifest in and participate in the healing, in the assistance, in the recovery, in the safety of millions of people all around the world while I generate hundreds of millions of dollars. And this is something that I'm putting into play in my life. I just want to live a really, really good life and help as many people as possible on this journey. So as I do this, as I actively activate myself to carry out this mission, I encourage people to face your truth. Mm. If you want to assist the world, help yourself. The best thing that you can do for the world around you, the best thing that you can do for the people that love you is to make sure that nobody has to worry about you. So I encourage my people to take care of themselves by any means necessary. It's you first. You make yourself a plate of you first before you serve you to anybody else. And then after you served yourself to everybody else through genuine acts of service or work or whatever the case may be, you scan the room, you scan the atmosphere and you go and get your leftovers. That way, you know that none of you is wasted. So I would say address yourself in truth and honesty. Figure out where you are and compare that to where you desire to be. And then link with somebody like the amazing Shaman Durek (laughs) and let them know, hey, this is where I am and this is where I want to be. Now, can you help me get to my destination? You know, she also left out the amazing Ajna Sarah. Okay, (laughs) you need to be connecting with her too. And connect with anyone who you feel is coming from a place of integrity and authenticity in your ability to to find that that place within yourself, that recognizing that beingness of yourself and see the power that you have, mm-hmm. because it's so true. And, you know, so many times I see people looking and wanting to model after other people. And what do you think about that, Ajna, people who want to model after other people? I think that other people should inspire you. I think that you, we as human, we as divine beings having a human experience should look around at other divinities, other worlds, other other energies. And we are all walking worlds existing on this planetary plane. So I look into your world, Shaman, and I become very inspired by your world. And I'll look into the world of another healer or another seer or another artist or another you know, carpenter, whatever the case may be, whatever you're building. And I become very inspired by you. But I don't want to do what you do. I want to do it my way. So I think that we should be very inspired by the world around us, by the good. Be inspired by the good. And if you don't believe in good, believe in God. And if you don't believe in God, believe in good. But I will tell you this, you don't get good without God, Mm. even in the word. So um, become inspired. Be very inspired. Um, Remake yourself. Take bits and pieces of people that you admire and say, hey, I like the way that you carry yourself. I like the way that your throat chakra is clear and you can speak. I like your genuine connectivity to the spirit realm, how wide open your pineal gland is. I like these things. So let me Be inspired by this from you and make it my own. Be inspired by that from you and make it my own. Be inspired by that from you over there and make that my own too. But I don't want to steal from you. 
I'm not looking to become you. And that's what so many of us lack at this hour. We see other beings and instead of becoming inspired by them, we become thieves and we try to take. Woo! Keep going. So, I'm, I'm, I'm. <laughs> so um, I would say uh, be an artist, not a thief. And artists draw from inspiration. So go out into this world and experience all of these amazing energies and go, go view these beautiful places before the sea washes them away. But mm. steal nothing. Steal nothing. Steal nothing. Uh, I told you, tribe. I told you. I told you. I, I, I know I know you're feeling the energy. I know it's running up your spine. I can I, I can see it in your energy. I know you're feeling what mm. I'm feeling right now by being in this queen's presence. It is sacred. It is holy. It is beyond everything. It is spiritually giant. I, I, I love it. Um, what does what does uh, a woman need to do to be in her power, Ashna? I would say um, any person that is being dominated by feminine energy. Um, I won't just, I won't seclude this to genetically born women because there are many people who take on avatars that, um, um, you know, it's kind of like we become hermits, like a hermit crab. You just, you know what you are, but you may decide to wrap it in a different shell and that's okay too. So anybody that has been predominantly, um, empowered or infused with feminine energies. I would say the cement of your power, the the very depth of your roots should be in your truth. So face your truth. Do you think that um, women are being um, hard on men right now with this, with this movement of the Me Too and Time's Up? Do, what, what do you feel that women are gaining from this movement? I think that women are gaining, we are gaining unapologetically reattaining our voice. And in the attainment, in the acknowledgement of your truth, you're going to make a whole lot of people uncomfortable. And uh, what I will say about that is in your healing, as you discover you, as you face you, as you face the things that you've done, as you face the things that people have done to you, as you face the things that you've allowed people to do to you that were not of force, you were just weak. So as you grow and manifest your strengths once more, as you heal once more, what I will tell every divine feminine energy is make no apologies for how you heal. Just heal with quality. Mm. Nice. And what about women who are cutting men down just because they feel like they can now because it's giving them the right to do so? You so far the fuck out of line. You really are. And your strength should not be to capitalize on anybody else's weakness. And if you feel the need to reduce someone else, to increase yourself, then you will have no ground to stand on. And that is because when you throw dirt, you lose ground. So in order for you to stay grounded, I recommend that you stay cemented in your truth without um, finding yourself basking in the weaknesses of others. Wow. Amazing. And what do you think men can do right now to develop their nature? Be honest. Be honest. Kings, emperors, men, boys, those of you who don't even want to label, but you're still finding your way and you're dominated by, by this masculine energy, I would say, be honest about what you want. Be honest about what you don't have so that you can get it. So if you feel like you are missing love, King, be honest about that. It may be the time in your life to say, hey, I know that I've shoveled out a lot of hate in my life for myself and for others, but I think I'm ready for love now. And if you think it, you be it. 
Nice. I know for myself, I grew up with a very strong father who's African and Haitian. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he told me that I was never allowed to express emotions or feelings. I mean, even times where he would say to me, you know, um, if I got emotional, he would start doing a countdown. And if the countdown got down to the number that he wanted, then he would say, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Okay. So I noticed a lot of my male friends and a lot of men that I meet around the world, we all share this very thing in common, which is we were not taught to emote emotions. And so we put up a fake front. We pretend that we're not hurt. We mm-hmm. pretend that we're not sad that you're walking out the door. We're, we're pretending that we're not, we're not affected by the fact that we hurt you. We are affected. However, we pretend this way because we don't want to feel weak. And so because we don't want to feel weak, we put up a false front. And I know mm-hmm. for myself, I was the guy who grew up with a very tough father that I wasn't able to express emotion. So there was a lot of holes in my wall in my bedroom from punching holes in my wall. Okay. And as I began to, you know, get into this place of with my shamanic training, it started opening up more and more of my feminine energy. And when my feminine energy started opening up, I remember having a cry. And I remember I felt so weak and angry that I was crying, but then also so cleansing and so rejuvenated. And it changed my life forever. Okay. And um and I so believe that men, I know you're listening right now, like it's time for us yes. to take down that wall that we were lied to. It's okay for us to cry. It's yes. okay for us to tell the person we love, don't leave. We love you. And to, to, to really step up and say we messed up and we lied and we made mistakes, you know, because this is not the planet of perfection. This is the planet of refinement. And it's okay to make mistakes. And women want to be there for women will open their hearts for you if you come with humbleness and humility. Mm-hmm. If you show that you're willing to acknowledge what you did and take responsibility for it and really mean it mm-hmm. and not just sit there and pretend like you didn't know what you were doing and why you went off and did these things. So I think it's time for us to come up, men. And I really think it's time for us to step into our healing and start, you know, going to do the things that we can to, to heal and go to workshops and get involved in, in with exactly what the women are doing right now because mm-hmm. we have to evolve as well. What do you think about that, Arjuna? I think that you are spot on. I think that you are spot on and I'm so glad to hear a man express the fact that you indulge in the soul shower. And um, in all honesty, one of the most attractive attributes that I can say male energy attains or contains within itself is this ability to be submitted in its strength but unafraid to be vulnerable like I think that that is so that is when you are your most powerful when you can say look I'm all man but that hurt my feelings I feel some way my my energy in motion my emotions are moving me to an unhappy place and this was the catalyst for that and I think that men should realize that we do want to love you. So give us something to love. And someone to love is so much bigger than your pride is worth. So if it's your foolish pride that keeps you away from allowing others to love you, it's that same foolish pride that is keeping you away from loving yourself. So, so many men turn away that in-depth closeness because they have no closeness to their self. So they don't want anybody to be closer to them than they are to themselves. So develop the relationship with you and discover you and be honest with you. And when you go in within yourself and you're willing to do that work, you don't mind letting people come in, come into your heart and even staying a while and being connected. And it's okay for you to say, you know what? I don't desire attachment to you or to anyone, but I enjoy this connection. So let's stay here in truth. Be honest. Honesty is the remedy for 99.99995.97% of everything. Get honest. <laughs> You're amazing. I think you are also, Shaman. I love you. I love you. You're amazing. You speak a lot about love no matter what. What are your thoughts on the LBGT community? I think that the LBGT community is here to stay. And I welcome your presence. 
um, I love you. I love you just the way that you are. I love you as you discover what you are. I love you as you decide that you wanted to be that and then you want to be something else, whatever it is. Um, as far as the LGBT community is concerned by matters of loving each other, I will say this, and I mean this with every fabric of my being. May I speak freely? I don't give a fuck who you love. Just love them and make sure they're loving you too. You have my blessing. I, I love that. You know, in shamanism, we say that um, anyone who is a part of the LGBT community is actually a gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. They're known as the fifth element because they can hold all the different elements in their being. And so if they walk, if a woman who has walks into a room and it's all women, she can actually turn up her energy and become masculine. If a male walks in and it's all men, he can turn up and turn feminine and balance out everyone's energy. Mm-hmm. And what's also amazing is that they're known as the gatekeepers. So they're here to usher in new intelligence of love, love beyond labels, love beyond sex, love beyond the flesh. Yes. So I, I, I definitely 100% agree with it. And I really think it's important that people get out of that very judgmental place of judging something instead of realizing that everything is created by God should be loved. Yes. Yes, I agree with that so much. Um, Shaman, what I teach my um, Healing Place family, and we have a community of all colors and spectrums and sexual preferences. And as long as you come and you're ready to be here in love, we welcome you into this sacred space. But I tell people all the time, it's really, it's about energy. It's about energy. And it's not necessarily that you are any label. It's not that you're lesbian or gay or bisexual or transsexual or asexual. It is the fact that we are energetic beings and we're inside of these casings, these avatars. And you may be attracted to a certain kind of energy. And although you may be dominated in your avatar with a very masculine energy, you may prefer your alike. You may be attracted to the thing that reminds you of yourself. So by way of society, they will call you gay. And it's not that you are this lower vibrational being. It is that like your energy is a masculine energy like mine's and I'm attracted to it. And there's nothing wrong with liking on you. And you may be an amazing woman that's attracted to feminine energy. You may be an amazing woman that's attracted to both feminine and masculine energy. You may be an amazing male that's attracted to both feminine and masculine energy. Consider this. I don't try to tell anybody what to do, but I do always encourage you. Consider this. If you are just energy fields, if we are just balls of energy, reflecting one to another, being magnets one to another. If your energy reminds me of my own and we connect, it matters not what kind of flesh that we are wrapped in when we share the connection. So when we connect, people do the things that they do to express themselves in their bodies, including but not limited to physical assets. Um, aspects of sex. So you may decide to connect with the masculine energy that reminds you of yourself and you express your affection and appreciation for one another through physicality. So they'll say you're gay. But it's just that you just enjoy a certain kind of energy. And you may have that experience with a man and that be well and find a divine feminine energy that you connect to and want to express your connection with that energy. And then they'll label you as bisexual when all, all actuality is you're no label. You're just energy reflecting and connecting and finding yourself. And we are having a human experience, family experience, experience in safety experience in truth, but allow no one to browbeat you or to get on their soapbox and convince you that you are not allowed to experience when you are here to experience. Absolutely. That's one of the things that I learned when when I when I crossed over to the other side when I was 20 years old was mm-hmm. that um, 
all these rules and labels and things that we place upon ourselves, these limitations that we place upon ourselves has nothing to do with creation at all. And in fact, our experience of everything allows us to be more wiser and more aware as a creator. Mm. So it's not, it's very transparent. The more we operate within that field of information, the more information we have, the more we're able to create in more and in, in more vast and different ways. Mm-hmm. So what happens is when a person is operating just from like one way of thinking, they're limited to a certain level of creativity through their being. When they operate and open up new energies in their being, be it through chanting, be it through meditation, through dance, through um, intimacy, through tantra, through being with a man, with another man, a woman with another woman, whatever it may be, it changes the vibrational tones in their body and Mm -hmm. allows them to access new creative energies. And those creative energies open up doorways and um, and entryways into different dimensions and different spiritual planes. That's why they say in shamanism, a shaman can never just be masculine. If you ever come across a shaman who's just masculine, that's not a shaman you want to work with because a shaman has to be able to hold a feminine balance and a masculine balance so that they can access every dimension that's available, Mm -hmm. not just one. So I 100% agree. And the other thing is I want to take off of what you said, which is so powerful, is the idea of no labels. You know, because what happens is when we place a label on it, so like for instance, the gay community, and I've said this many times to people in the gay community, mm-hmm. they label themselves as a way to separate themselves so they have a, their own community. But what they don't realize is that by doing so, they're actually limiting themselves from their own evolutionary process because they're not a part of the human experience. They're separating themselves in communities. We're a part of one family, one love, one energy, one source, one divine, Mm -hmm. one divine love. And so when we label ourselves, you know, I don't label myself. People always will ask me, are you straight? Are you gay? Are you bisexual? I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't adhere to any of those types of labels. I operate from a place of love. I don't know what I'm going to love and how I'm going to feel about it until it comes next to me. And when I feel the essence of it, and you know, it could be a spirit sometimes comes in the room and all of a sudden I start sharing my life source energy with that spirit who's coming from a place of light and we start making love in energetic form. And people say, what, what What were you doing in the room? What was all that noise? I said, I was making love to a spirit. They're like, what? Yes, because my body is made of energy. I can share my energy with anyone. And if I want to share my body and my sacred vessel with someone, I have a choice to do that. I don't put labels or limitations on myself when mm-hmm. I feel something powerful and sacred moving mm-hmm. through me. Ashay. So I love I love what you said about that. And I think that is amazing. Um, what type of real action can someone make to upgrade their life? I would say I would go all the way back to what I keep talking about. And that is being honest with yourself. If you are living your life in authenticity, if you are not facing the reality of where you are, you will never get to where you aspire to be. Even if we take it from a practical consideration. Let's talk about a GPS. If you want, if your happiness is over there, the first thing that the GPS asks you is not where do you want to be? It asks you, where are you now? So I want the people to consider the reality that it's time for us to get really frank, really clear about where we are now. Even if the place where we are now is not a place where we desire to stay or even desire to Let's acknowledge it so we can do something about it. So many of us are living these disillusioned, illusioned lives. Like, and that's the reason why so many of us are so unhappy and we draw things from other dimensions and other realms and we draw them in an inauthentic space because you kept trying to catfish the universe. (laughs) You cannot pump fake creation. You cannot catfish the universe. I'm telling you, wherever you're at, God is. So you can stop pretending that you have to go anywhere outside of you to meet God and realize that everywhere you go, you take God with you. So in that truth, in that reality, ask yourself, are you comfortable with where you've been taking God? Are you comfortable with what you've been doing with God? How dare you put God in a box with your labels? Absolutely. What do you think about people who complain? What is your message for people who complain all the time? Shut the fuck up and do something. Do something. You know, what's so amazing about most human beings is we refuse to participate in our own rescue. 
As I was saying, you know, when we initially started this, this dissemination between you and I, people are just so conveniently miserable. And they find themselves into these places and they are only uncomfortable enough to complain, only uncomfortable enough to cry, not uncomfortable enough to do. So if you find yourself in misery and all you're doing is complaining, get ready. Get ready for life to continue to drag you until you're ready to let go. How do you let go? First, you correct the words. How do I correct my words? I correct my thoughts. So be more attentive about what you're putting into your mind and into your spirit, because those are the only things that come out of your mouth and out of your aura and out of your vibration. So get honest about where you are. And if that's somewhere that you don't want to be, let's figure out where you want to be so we can get you there. But You know, people just, they just lie. Y'all play all day. People just want to lie and want to lie. And here's the thing. I will mention this too. When you are dealing with energies that are divinely placed, don't come over here playing with us. Lie to yourselves all night and all day long if you want to. But nine times out of 10, we see straight through your shit. And if you really want some assistance, let's just be honest. I don't care how many men you slept with. I don't care how many women you've been with. I don't care how many abortions you've had. I don't care how many abortions you paid for. I don't care how much crack you smoked or how much blow you snorted. It doesn't matter to me. That's right. Where do you want to be in your life? And what are you willing to do to get there? Because I will not do the work for you, but you can bet your life. And I stake this on my existence. If you are ready to work, I will get in the trenches and I will work with you. I'm the same way. hundred mm-hmm. percent. I will get in there. I will be on the front line. Yes. yes. But I will not be on the front line with someone who just wants to sit there and waste my time. I'm it's not so time insulting. Wasters. It's insulting. Yes. People will leave us on the battle fighting for them by ourselves. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm about to go to sleep. I'm not about to be up chanting for you in the magic hours. <laughs> And you and you out you won't even change your supplemental intake. We said for seven days that you wouldn't do any dairy, any, you know, carbohydrates, any meat, and you're just out feeding your temple any old kind of thing. You're still out, you know, doing these drugs or whatever your coping, you know coping mechanism. Coping mechanism is. But you got me on my face petitioning your spiritual counsel for them to come to you and they can't even get through because you're high as hell off coke. I'm not doing this with you. Exactly. Like you're going to, if we're going to work, we better work together. So I feel you shaman. Ugh. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not into it on any level. I mean, and I, I tell people right away, like I'm not here. I'm not here to stroke your ego. I don't care about your resume. You don't need to tell me all the things you went through mm. because it's irrelevant to me. I don't need to know about your past life and why this is happening to you. Whatever some psychic told you, What I want to know is how are you thinking right now? What are you doing right now? How are you operating right now? Because in this now moment, Mm -hmm. what you're doing right now will become the past. And that past will then become the future of your next now moment. So if you're going to operate from this place of complaining, which is draining, Mm. I don't have time for drain. I don't have time for drain. I think, like I always tell people, you're either a tap or you're a drain. You're either bringing something in or you're taking something out. And you got to ask yourself this this in your life. Are you a tap? Are you a drain? Mm-hmm. Are you filling yourself up? Are you filling other people up by being in their presence? Or are you just constantly draining them because you're complaining and complaining and, and bitching and moaning and talking about what's not right in the world? I don't want to hear any more stories about Trump. I don't want to hear any more stories about mm. anything. People are too nosy. Don't you think people are a little nosy? I think that people are just preoccupied with everything that distracts them from having to deal with their selves. That's right. People just want to know that they are that somebody else is worse off than them. Most people don't really want to live a good life. They just want to know that they're living better than somebody else. Mm, speak on it. So I would say in that truth, in that honesty, that it's just time for us to address ourselves. Like, get your life. Get your life. Mm. What do you want? Most people don't even have the things that they desire from this life because they don't want it. Because we're so afraid to say what it is that we really want because we're not willing to work for it. You don't want to do the work. 
So instead of being honest about where you are and admitting that this isn't really your life, instead of admitting that you are living on credit, instead of admitting that you navigate through life high off Vicodin, you know, high off Percocets, drinking wine night and day, day and night, pretending to live this wholesome life when behind the scenes, everything about your life is anything other than wholesome, get honest. Guess what? It will blow your mind. How many people are so much more genuinely fucked off than you are? But you can't even get the real satisfaction that you want because you're so busy pretending that, you know, all y'all just looking stupid. Like, you know, it's just it's just a circus. This this world can be such a circus. And I'm so grateful for the moments that I have with genuine energies where we slow down and we say, OK, you know what? Let's unplug from this matrix. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yes. Yeah. I tell people it's time to get out of the matrix. Oh, my God. Let's just. It's too much. That's why, that's why people watch TV. People watch TV because they want to see someone else's life. Mm-hmm. It's like we're so nosy. Like I literally, person says to me uh, the other day and goes, you know, everyone in my office is so this and everyone in my office is annoying me and everyone in my office is irritating me. And I said, well, everyone in your office is irritating you and everyone's upset. I said, why do you care? Why are you in their business? Mm-hmm. What are you doing in their business? There's no reason for you to be in their business. The only business you need to be about is your business, is what are you doing and mm-hmm. how you're operating. And that's, and, and you know what? And I, and I, and I love that, that you said once before you said, if you're not constantly working, you're in working you, you're in your way. Yeah. If you're not working on yourself, you are in the way, period. If you're not working, you're in the way. So it doesn't matter what you are working on. Be busy doing something worth doing. And don't just be busy. Be working. There's a difference. I want you guys to know that it is time for us as a collective to do the God thing. So many of us have been doing the good thing for so long and being unfulfilled in this good thing. Well, that just means that it's time for creation to allow you to allow yourself to activate your God self and do the God thing in your life. And the God thing does not include comparing notes with your neighbor. It doesn't. This life is your life. Give yourself permission to live your life. How do I give myself permission to live my life, Ajna? Get honest. Get honest. When you face your truth, there's nothing that anybody else can say to you worse than anything that you'll say to yourself. When you deal with the reality of who you've been and what you've been doing. And then once you decide, like, okay, that's what I was. And I want to even talk about times. You know, Shaman Durek, you talked, you spoke briefly about time. Many people don't realize that your present is your future. Time is such an illusion. The past doesn't exist. It's right now. So if you want to become something different, see, family, everything that you are right now is the end result of everything that you've done in the past. So who you are right now isn't really even who you are. It's who you were. Speak on that. So if you want to be something different in the future, let's just be something greater now. Be great with me, family. Mm. Yes, I 100% agree. And I and I think that it is time. I think it's time, Anja. I think it's time for people to, you know, we had enough time to hide. We had enough time to lie. We had enough time to like disguise ourselves. We had enough time to do all of those things so we didn't have to really stand in the light of our truth. And I think right now it's about standing in the light of our truth mm. no matter what. In the light of your truth. Oh, shaman, that was a gem. (laughs) And I say that because so many of us stand in our truth in darkness. And that is when you admit to where you are and you admit to what you've lived through and you've admit to what you've done and you've admitted to the things that people have done to you, but you permit yourself to be a prisoner of it in darkness. And when you stand in the light of your truth, you do all of those things But instead of being captive, you are liberated in the reality that you have survived and you flaunt your scars. Mm, Yes, and we flaunt them well. Oh, do we? What do you mean when you say forget about relationships, let's make a partnership? 
What I mean by that is so many people have these stigmas that come along with the titles. And so many relationships are cemented in attachment. And attachment is so dangerous. Like attachment is the seat of all misery. So when I say, hey, we have life in common, we have love in common, we have mission in common, let's connect in a partnership. Let's leave off all of the labels and attachments that relationships on a traditional, especially westernized level, have manifested. And let's just attach to each other. And let's become partners in life, in business, in health, and spreading these good vibrations throughout mankind. And let's not give it any specific destination or or due date. That's that's a problem. You know, so many of us have these forevers that have expiration dates on them. And it's like it didn't last. And it's like because you put an expiration date on your forever. So let's just feel our way through and let's do our best to feel good as we connect to each other in a partnership. That's what I mean. Mm, That's an anthem of love right Mm -hmm. there. That is the best. I mean... Oh, that is the best of the best of the best of the best that you can bring into your life is exactly what you said. When you said that just now, I looked at every single relationship I've ever had. And that's what I want to say to the next relationship that I have. Mm -hmm. Because that is the anthem right there. That is the truth that steams forth from the core of authenticity in one's being to create something that is so on point in alignment, right? Alignment. Because I think in life, I say, you know, a lot of times I always say people, it's better to have alignment over hustle, you know? And so to have alignment over hustle is so important in your job, in your relationships and everything. Because if you have to hustle your relationships, you have to hustle your job. If you have to hustle everything in your life, then that is not your alignment. Mm. And that's why you struggle. That's why you go through pain. That's why you go through difficulty. That's why you have all of these these ups and downs because you are not operating in alignment. You know, you can be in a relationship with someone and they can like you, but they're not in alignment with you. Mm -hmm. And if someone just likes you, oh, I like you, honey. I love you so much. But you're doing all these things like you're going out there and going to get involved in spiritual things. You're doing yoga. You're out there improving your life. But your husband or your boyfriend or whoever, your wife or your girlfriend whoever it is, is not is not doing those things with you, is not supporting those things from a place of empathy and compassion and understanding you, they're not in alignment with you. That part, that part is so important. Um, yeah. And I think that that's a testament to, you know, being unequally yoked, which is a form of attachment. And when you are genuinely connected to someone, in order for you to be authentically in a connection to someone, you've got to align with them. And so people don't realize you can attach yourself to something that you are not in alignment with. But in order for you to have an authentic connection, there must be a source of alignment. Mm. Yes. What do you think about, uh, you know, people who get caught up in these things, all these rules like Valentine's Day and you didn't bring me a gift on Valentine's Day. You don't really love me. Mm. Or, you know, you didn't bring me flowers. You don't really love me. Why? Why are we a society of people that looks in a codependent way for the, the validation of our ability to be loved and valued by the other person? Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about that? I think it's just what you said. It's an attempt to be validated. And oftentimes we seek validation from people who have no core values. And that can be very dangerous too because we allow people to um, depict our worth that have no idea of our value or the appreciation of us or the depreciation that we experience after they're done with us from mishandling us. So when we experience those life changes, those life levels, we seek to feel something. And we live in a society that tells us it's not real unless you feel it on this day. 
And it's not real unless it happens for you on that day. And it was a great gift, but it would really count if you give it to them on Christmas, which is this day. And I know you love your partner and you two do together things together all the time. But unless you do something for your partner on this day, on Valentine's Day, you don't really love them. If you don't make this move on sweetest day, then you're not really sweet to them. So I would say to those of you who are in partnerships or desiring partnerships, manifesting partnerships, recovering from mishandlement in a partnership, I would say for you to make your own rules. Come up with a new contract because that's what partnerships are about. So as you negotiate this contract, we meet here on this day in the name of our love. And we share this time with you in the name of our love. And I wrote this letter to you just because it was Wednesday in the name of our love. Mm, That smells good. (laughs) That smells real good. That's like the best smelling flower, mm-hmm. best smelling anything I smell. That is wonderful. The senses of that, the mm-hmm. feeling of that, the smell of that, the taste of that is the like mm-hmm. the, my senses are on fire right now from what you just said. That's amazing. So let's talk money. Let's talk money. Okay. Because I feel like a lot of people, you, you know, struggle with prosperity and abundance. And what do you think, what do you think people are doing right now? When it comes to money, like what is what do we need to do in order to shift out of this poverty consciousness? Well, I think I really genuinely feel that it's all about frequency. And when you operate on a frequency of lack, you will struggle through your life. And lack is including but not limited to currency. See, money is called currency because it really moves like water, like a water current. And if you have blockages, like saying if you put a log in the middle of a river, then the water will simply go around. The current will go around it. So if you are blocked with a poverty mindset, then the currency or the money will just go around you to meet its path where it's clear. So if you are struggling through your finances, if you are struggling through your business ideas, if you are struggling through, you know, some people may even be like, hey, I don't even know how I'm going to put gas in my car. If you are finding yourself blocked to that degree, I would love for you to consider the fact that you are really blocked and explore these tools that creation has gifted to you. Through shamans, through Reiki therapists, through, you know, other genuine, genuine, go to genuine, authentic people who are walking their talk when you are seeking spiritual services. Guys, please consider, like, if this person is rolling around in the mud in their own life, (laughs) how the hell can they clean you up? But yes, if your money is blocked, it is because you are spiritually blocked. You may be having some issues. A lot of people don't realize this. If you if you haven't had a good orgasm, if you don't have a good sexual relationship with yourself or with your partner, you will struggle in your finances. 100%. That's in shamanism as well. You will struggle in your finances. So if your money is messed up, I recommend that you consider tapping into your sacral and root chakra and getting them balanced. Absolutely. And we, you know, one of the things that we say is that uh, when you're um, sexually pleasuring yourself, um, to think about the things that you want to manifest in your life. Always, always, always. So many of us, you know, we operate from such a low vibrational frequency that we waste so much kinetic, creative potential energy. There are literally universes inside of orgasms. Create your desire. Create your desire. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And I think it's important also to just recognize that you don't have to feel shameful and experiencing your sensual energy, your sexual energy, and operating it from a place that if you do want to sexually pleasure yourself and you want to think about the things you want to create in your life while doing it, or if you're making love to someone and you're at this heightened level of orgasmic pleasure and ecstasy, go ahead and talk about in your mind the things that you want to create. Say it out loud. Look your partner in the face 
as the two of you, you know, have nothing but, you know, come and semen and sweat and tears between you and affirm into each other's lives. Like, seriously, affirm. Look your partner in the eyes and say, you know, you have a wonderful manifested relationship with your children. I love the fact that you just received that 20000 annual financial increase in your career. You know, your event was amazing. You feel amazing. You taste amazing. Your words are sweet. You're kind to the world. And in return, the world is kind to you. You matter so much to the universe. You are an asset to mankind. You are an asset to me. You look good. You feel good. You taste good. I like the taste of you. I love the scent of you. You're a sweet smelling fragrance to the universe. Affirm. Don't just have these animalistic encounters where you're just fucking and just consummating like rabbits. Use that creative energy to create. I get family, let me tell you, tribe, when it's time for me to orgasm, I ain't thinking about nobody but me and what I want to bring into the universe. Unless I'm, you know, involved with a partner and we have vision in common and we're using that orgasm to truly bring forth something that we have in common, like saying if we got a $10 million goal and as we get it off, we are like, we're we're chanting 10 million, yeah. 10 million, 10 million, and we're staring into each other's eyes and we got this rhythm going on yes. and there's nothing but sweat between us when we're manifesting. But if it's not that and I'm just connected to an energy and we're sharing a pleasurable moment, let me tell you something. When it's time for me to get off, I'm all about me in that moment. Like, okay, wait a minute. I know they look good. They smell good. They taste good. But girl... What are we looking to manifest in the universe? Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> like, hold on, wait. I, I'm real selfish with that orgasm. So take that into consideration. Yeah, every time I'm in the sexual place too, that's the same thing I do. I, if it's, it's with the person, if I feel, if I know the things they want to manifest, I'll call it out for them. Mm-hmm. But I'll, but I'll be calling out things for myself because I'm here to do make things happen. And you know, it's time. It's, you gotta, you gotta pull your, you gotta pull what you need for yourself. Yes, and that's why it's so important to connect to energies that you have alignment in common with because you really want to involve yourself with an energy that understands what you're doing when you are introducing your force fields to one another when you are creating this you know it can be anything it can be a black hole where anything can be pulled from it anything can be created from it you are literally making a portal you are literally opening a portal well since you are opening this universal portal what are you desiring to pull from this? Like y'all rubbing a genie and y'all don't even know what you want. Are you just rubbing a genie because it feels good? Like seriously, take that into consideration. Coin this term, tribe, and healing place family. When you have sex, when you whether you're having a pleasurable experience with yourself or with a partner, consider it as this. We are rubbing the genie. So when it's time for us to climax, your wish is my command. So when you feel your climactic energy about to manifest itself in physical form by way of euphoria, understand that's the genie asking you, what do you want? Because your wish is my command. So call out loud your wishes and be very clear. So remember that next time y'all rubbing the genie. <laughs> uh, rub the genie. <laughs> I love that. You know, so, you know, where can people um, find you? How can people get to you? Um, You can find me at underscore, underscore, A-J-N-A, Ashna. Um, I I have a very predominant um, Instagram presence. I can also be found on Facebook under Ajna Sarah. I can be found on Twitter under The Healing Place, because that is the name of my tribe. And you may even look up and see me in your city. That's right. (laughs) That's where you can find me. Just look around. I'm wherever love is. So if you're looking for me, just feel for love. Absolutely. Tribe, I'm... 
you know, I can I, I can only say that I'm honored to have this powerful queen to be with us, to mm. to share with us, to speak with us, and to just share all of her beautiful diamonds and gems and rubies and emeralds and oh. sapphires from her beautiful, beautiful, wonderful palace where she is, where she is crowned and sitting in her throne, and I get the pleasure to be in her palace and have her lay out these rubies and gems for us. Mm. so that we can grow and prosper and be the most powerful tribe to unite people and to lead leaders into love. It is so amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, before we depart, I want to formally thank you for even sharing your space with me in all of your majesty, in all of your splendor and being such an amazing, amazing source for me to reflect. You're beautiful in every way. And you're also handsome, too. And ha-ha, people want to know what's the difference. Well, handsome is found on the skin. And beauty is found deep within. Mm. And you are so beautiful. And I thank you for sharing your beauty with me. I thank you for sharing your tribe with me. And maybe continue to grow in life, in love, in truth. And yeah, I see you guys in the light. I see you in the sunshine, family. I love you so much. <laughs> My heart be still. So thank you, Tribe. And this was an amazing show on um, just on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And let me just tell you, everyone, you know, this this love, this energy, this everything that you're experiencing, you got to go out and you got to share it with every single person. So when you go out and talk to your friends, when you post things on Instagram, on Facebook or any social medias, you have to share this show. Share, share, share. Share this show. You know, one of the call to actions, check out Ajna, you know, go to my Instagram, get daily beautiful downloads to fill your soul to lift your spirits and to take you higher. And until the next show, everyone, we say goodbye. Goodbye. We love you. Peace.